Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or whenever you're listening to this, welcome or welcome back to the kingdom. This episode is very special because I sat down with Elizabeth Gascoigne from Absence of Proof. Absence of Proof is a non-alcoholic pop-up bar that started in New York City, actually went to the very first one she hosted. She founded Absence, stemmed from an idea, and birthed life into this idea of a non-alcoholic nightlife, a space for people who are sober to come have fun and enjoy fun drinks. So I went to the very first one, loved it, have been following her ever since, and she has blown up ever since. She's taken New York City by storm. And she's now expanding to other cities like Seattle and L.A. And I found her story very inspiring, especially because I went to her very first party. And now she has been able to quit her 9 to 5 to pursue absence of proof full time. So partying for full time job sounds very fun. But it's not just about the partying. We talk about how she built her brand, how it started the process of building something from scratch, being able to quit your nine to five to pursue your dreams, living the sober life, especially in New York City, how she became sober in the first place. We talk pushing past the resistance you feel when you want to achieve great things, her morning routine, her productivity, her time management, and everything that goes into having a brand of your own and being able to do it full time so i love the conversation i found it very insightful and i know that you will too so here we go Girl, you got me automatic. You is hi everyone welcome or welcome back to the kingdom if you're new here welcome it's a beautiful saturday it's freezing (laughs) and i'm with elizabeth of absence of proof here with me live and colored yes i'm so excited to be here how are you elizabeth i'm doing well i am so excited to be here i feel like it's a long time coming oh very we literally first connected was it my first event your very first event yeah and you were so sick you guys were like decked out (laughs) i was like i need to be friends with these girls simply for their fit like no seriously no when i walked in well first of all i vividly remember breaking like a glass and then you came over and like picked it up and i felt so bad and i was like wait she's so nice because like you're running the whole event but for some i don't know how you heard that the glass was broken because you were all the way like we were outside and you were by the door and i broke the glass and everybody was looking and like nobody knew what to do and you just came right over and like started picking it up and i was like yeah oh i was blacked out that whole (laughs) night i have no idea what happened but (laughs) how was like how was that for how did you feel for you that moment yeah, I mean, the the first night, I think I had no idea what to expect. Yeah. I My first fear was that no one was going to show up. Oh it was going to be like gosh. me and my mom <laughs> who had flown in. I was like, this is so embarrassing. Yeah. And then like a couple days before the event, tickets just started flying. And mm. I was like, what's happening? Then I had had TikTok go viral. So like people mm. had found out. And so it was like 
just like hundreds like literally so many tickets going yeah and so then it was like oh wait i have to execute this like right. I, have to, <laughs> I have to make sure like people have fun so it was like definitely a whirlwind and like i said i i don't even remember a lot of that because the adrenaline was so mm. high that whole night but it was like the kickoff to my now career yeah so so cool to reflect on that okay if you don't know we probably need to give them a background of what (laughs) event we're even talking about so this was actually that event was the first time i was hanging out with my friend and she's the one who brought me into the apartment i'm living in now Mm. so that first hangout was when she even was like oh i'm looking for a roommate so at that time i didn't even know i was gonna be living in new york city so it's just like crazy how much a lot can change and like a few months but we were at absence of proof which is a clever name by the way i want to ask how you came up with that name yeah so it was me my mom and Mm -hmm. it was like she had visited and that's when like all of this started and we started to like trademark like make sure everything Mm. was good all that and i had originally thought of no proof i thought that was really cute no proof and then that was trademarked and I was like, oh, oh God. Was it for non-alcoholic as well? It was, Interesting. Yep. Um, So I'm glad I checked. Um, <laughs> but so then I was like, okay, what's a synonym for no? And I literally looked up like synonyms and a th- thesaurus mm-hmm. and absence came up and I was like, absence of proof, like that's kind of cool. Like I fuck mm-hmm. with that. And I was like, where have I heard that before? And there's this quote and the quote is, um, absence of proof is not proof of absence in like oh. a spiritual sense of like, if you can't prove something, mm-hmm. it's still there. Mm. and i really resonated with that yeah um and so i was like this is the name and it wasn't trademarked and so i like got on that shit really quick (laughs) (laughs) no it's actually funny because when i heard absence of proof i thought it was a spiritual event Mm. i literally was like i just connected immediately and i don't know maybe i've heard that quote before but i connected it immediately with god and was like Oh, absence of proof, huh? There really is no, like, sometimes mm-hmm. sometimes there's no proof. Like, you're like, totally. And, but like, to have faith and all of that, yeah. Yeah, that is, that's cool that, I didn't even know that quote existed, but I also immediately made that, like, connection. And I think it's great marketing. There's nothing I love more than a good branding. <laughs> it just does something to my soul. <laughs> but absence of proof is a non-alcoholic pop-up bar mm-hmm. or a bar just do you call it pop-up do you just call we it we say pop-up people get a little like when i say we're a bar they're like no you're not so. oh my gosh <laughs> so i'm just like we're pop-up okay. we travel we take over different spaces yeah um yeah so it was maybe was it august 5th that was the watch party okay, good memory <laughs> yeah wow yeah so august 5th my friend invited me to an event called absence of proof and she was like oh it's a they're going to be serving, like, it's no alcohol. And it's just kind of like a bar that serves no alcohol. And I was like, okay, great. I am down for it. And I went. It was amazing. You looked you. really good. I feel, I feel like you're wearing, like, this little, like, funky, fluffy dress. Oh, something yeah. Something like that. We got some feathers on it. Oh, yes, exactly. <laughs> and the setup was amazing. I've been to Coburg before, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and the drinks were really, Thank really you. good. Like, not what I was expecting at all from the curation of it itself to like the menu and everyone there it felt really like togetherness like there was a lot there was a community there and I was like I need to go back (laughs) I literally haven't been back ever since because life is crazy but your life has also gone crazy since then so um Elizabeth just quit her job and i saw that and i was like okay there's no way she just started this in september and now it's like 
all the raves so i was like i need to get you on the podcast and pick your brains about how you did all of that of course so um the first thing we're gonna do is i do this little segment called what i'm welcoming into the kingdom and what i'm exiling every week (laughs) i love this okay so you're gonna give me like three things that you're kind of entering either this week or recently that Mm. you're just like entering into your life and then three things that you're getting rid of i love that (laughs) um okay the first thing that comes to mind is financial abundance i Mm. think that when you're starting a company it costs a lot of money yeah and you kind of have to like have this leap of faith of like okay i'm putting a lot of money into this Mm -hmm. hope the money comes back at some (laughs) point um and so that's something that we are now at a point where we i mean we have been profitable since the beginning but we're now at a point where i can kind of sustain my own life which is Mm. great um but i don't want to stop there it's like i want to make bank and so i really want to be intentional about like doing things that that make good money and not being ashamed of that i think i don't know if it's been your experience but i think um a lot of women feel kind of ashamed to be like no i want my bag yeah like i want to get paid and like that's okay Mm -hmm. so that's one thing that i'm working on like standing in my own power and knowing that like i deserve to get paid this is a real business all of those things yes yes um i think uh the second thing would probably just be like um maybe like pride or like self pride i think that Mm. a lot of times we're so focused on the next goal that is in front of us that we don't take a second to like sit in what we've already accomplished Mm. and like i'll i'll talk to friends and they're like this is so cool what you've built and i'm like i'm like well look at what i haven't built yet Mm. and it's like the scarcity mindset so like sitting in that yeah um i think the third thing is just like taking care of myself more like I used to be really adamant about like going to yoga and journaling and meditating and like all of these things that are really good for you. And since I started absence, I've just kind of fallen off the wagon. Mm, so life gets busy. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, those are my three. Those are good three Thank things. You. I'm like, bring it on. Like, let's get it in here. Um, I like that. Yeah. And then exiling this exiling? apartment. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, bye. I like feel so bad having you over in this state, but um, yeah, no, I think just like uh, getting rid of self doubt. Okay. Um, okay. Get caring about haters i think mm. internet i don't know if you you're also on social media so i don't know if you get this but like yeah. people can be wild oh. on the internet yeah and like it used to really affect me mm. and i'm kind of just like you know what i'm not giving any of my energy to this anymore yeah um so that's out good and then, out, haters yeah bye haters <laughs> you're exiled um, what else am i exiling um yeah limiting beliefs i guess oh, good. yeah good, good, good what does that mean to you i think limiting beliefs are just like the like well you think you have a dream and then you're like but i could never do that Mm. or like i want xyz but like this is the reason why i can't have it and what's crazy about those beliefs is like they're they're not based in fact at all oh like you and i like we could both accomplish like literally anything Mm. but if you tell yourself you can't then like you're the only one that's gonna believe that i guess yeah 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 yeah. so yeah that's those are wow those are really good things and like i feel like i could just dive into each one of them but yeah i strongly agree with the limiting beliefs and self-doubt because i feel like we like we don't understand how much power we have and that we're put on this earth right because i believe the earth was just made out of nothing Mm. and i think that if we were just boom out of nothing that means we have the ability to also boom make things out of nothing and like create the create the world that we want to live in Mm -hmm. and it's evident in all that you're doing because this just started from an idea i think that's what's (laughs) been so crazy is like 
realizing that every single big thing in our society or, or amazing idea came from literally someone's brain yeah. like it's crazy and the same can be true yeah. of like you know your brain my brain all of mm. it and like go, the process of going from like zero to one i think is just so incredibly empowering and exciting mm-hmm. and like i feel like i'm now like addicted to building <laughs> like i'm like i need to just like build all these things and create all these things yeah um and That's knowing that you have the power yeah no i'm like <laughs> we're replacing alcohol with like, <laughs> with like building, building companies yeah <laughs> that's, so that's the goal that's amazing okay well thank you for that that was a really fun segment i like sharing <laughs> that having, that's awesome um and so i want to talk about absence of course but i also kind of want to get to know you because i feel like it takes a lot for even okay a lot of people have ideas Mm -hmm. a lot of people have things that they wish that they could do but it takes a lot to have it in you Mm. and like i think have having an idea and birthing it and seeing it come to life is insane it's like a it takes mind soul spirit it takes everything Mm -hmm. so you have to be you have to have curated something in you for that to become a possibility that you were able to just be like this is what i'm doing and make it come to life yeah so i kind of want to know your background you came Mm. from seattle two years ago actually guys i just realized that oh i just learned that she's been in new york city for two years which is i I don't (laughs) that's crazy to me but yeah how was your growing up up until move the decision to move to new york city how did that take place yeah so i grew up in seattle born and raised um i went to all girls school through middle school Mm -hmm. and then i actually went to boarding school in high school in wisconsin um and that had a big impact on who i was and Mm -hmm. i would say it was a really honestly overall negative experience for me unfortunately okay. i went to i was too young i was 13 mm. and then you're just like sent off from your parents you yeah. don't know like what's going on um it's like the first boy interactions you're having mm. it's it was just not good and i started to develop a lot of um trigger warning for anyone listening but like a lot of self-harm a lot of mm. eating disorder stuff just not good and really mm-hmm. kind of started to spiral um and as a result my grades started to really go down yeah and that got the attention of my parents because they were like they weren't there and so they were like wait what's going on like you've Mm. never had poor grades so i ended up coming home um Mm. and that's really when i thought my my partying started um was i was like dealing with all this stuff that i hadn't dealt with from my childhood you know you just I don't know I was like obsessed with being cool at that time (laughs) and I felt like the cool kids were partying so Mm -hmm, that's what I was doing mm -hmm. um and that was like a really rough few years for me I was just just kind of I refer to it as a mess I think that's probably not a nice way to talk about my childhood self but but sometimes I was a mess you know you go through it so I think I was 18 or 19 um I was looking at my life and I was like enough is enough Mm. this is not who I want to be my life outcomes are not where I want to be um and so i decided to just completely remove the things in my life that i knew were not good for me alcohol was a huge part of that Mm. drugs and alcohol both so i went completely sober for a year Mm. just to see what happened what happened and then when i stopped or after that year i was like wait my life completely transformed for the better by just removing alcohol like what a crazy thing and so then i continued to be completely sober for two more years after that okay and in those three years like i got my the at the time was my dream job Mm. um you know had really healthy relationships finally in my life like it was just all good um and then i was like okay i'm in my early 20s 
can I moderate? Like I haven't drank for three years. I've done all these this cool stuff. Can I reintroduce alcohol in a healthy way? Mm. Um, and actually the answer was yes. You know, I didn't like destroy my life. I wasn't behaving in destructive ways, but I also felt like it wasn't additive. Mm. And I got to a place about a year ago where I was like, okay, if I, if I want to actually do all this stuff that I talk about, like you said, people have a lot of ideas. Yeah. I think the execution is the hard part. Yes. And so like, I was like, if I want to execute, I need everything to be on my side, including my mental and physical health. And alcohol does not have a place mm. in the mental and physical health to like actually help me mm-hmm. start a business or, or do these things I want to do. So then I was like, it's got to go. Mm. And here we are. Here you are. Yeah. <laughs> well, is the dream job you're talking about, is that what made you move to New York City or what made you move to New York City? So New York was always like a bucket list thing. Yeah. Like grew up pro- watching like Project Runway. Mm. Like I was like, I, it's just, I'm called. Like I needed <laughs> I needed to come here. Yeah. I came here for the first time when I was 13 and I was like, the lights. And I was like, I'm going to live in Times Square. Uh, like the whole thing. Um, you mean you live, you live in the coolest part, oh, thank I you. think. It's been, it's, I'm so lucky. But um. But yeah, so I was like, I need to be there. And I worked at Amazon and I started at Amazon in Seattle. um, That's where I'm from. And then Amazon is headquartered there. Um, And then I told my boss, I was like, I got to be in New York. Mm. And shout out Amazon. They were like, all right, go. And um, (laughs) they supported the move, paid for the move. And um, yeah. I think it's impressive that at 18 or 19, you're like, let me not drink alcohol for a year. Because a lot of people don't make that decision till their late 20s. 30s and it's too late yeah where they've had like all the drinking partying and negative effects of alcohol mm-hmm. till like something literally has to pull them yeah but you making that decision at such a young age i feel like also the because i started drinking at 18 mm. so you know what i mean like that's when it's really like yeah. heavy amongst yeah. your friends how did your like relationships change yeah, it was tough. With that decision, yeah. It was definitely tough. I think one thing that I, I think what made that decision easier was like, I felt like I was over it. Like I, mm. I had already done the party thing. <laughs> so like as what? people were starting, I was like, I just can't do this anymore. Like it, it's sad to say because it started funny. so young. Yeah. But um, but yeah, my relationships absolutely changed. And I think that that was really hard. It was mm. realizing that, you know, some of these friendships are surface level. Some of these friendships are party friendships. Mm-hmm. And when the alcohol and the lifestyle is not aligned, they're no longer your friend. Mm. Um, and so that was hard. But at the same time, it really showed me who my real people are. Yes. And I mean, the people that I was friends with through that time are still my friends and I think always will be. Yeah. Um, and I think the really special friendships are the ones that went, we partied together they were friends with me when I was sober and then we're still friends now. And so yeah. it's like, that's how you know people yeah. really care about you as your core is right. like besides all the other stuff. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So while it did change, I think that I'm also very grateful because it, it showed me who my awesome really, yeah. my people are, you know, like kind of eye opening in a way yeah. to just took the facade off of like every mm-hmm. relationship that you had and just kind of like reevaluating all of them and i think what i like about this whole sober curious or yeah sober movement is that everyone has different reasons like this podcast is heavily faith-based mm-hmm. so a lot of people listening probably don't drink but because of god and the bible yeah. but then you go to an event like absence and it's like 
people all have their different reasons yeah but they're all together for one cause i think that's yeah. so special i love like reading the comments on, yeah. because it's obviously like tiktok algorithm is wild and so it's like the comments are all people that don't drink but for so many different reasons yes. and for different religions which i think is really beautiful mm-hmm, too mm-hmm. like different people coming together and being yeah. like yeah no like we don't need to do this and like i can be respectful of why you don't and you can be respectful of why i don't and it's all good and i think yeah. that with absence events too there's this understanding of like we don't have to ask why no like it's a shared yeah, common like yeah. we just don't want to drink tonight yeah and that can be the end of this that's story. true and it, it i like they said tonight because it could literally just be just this one night as well totally it yeah. doesn't have to be like a lifestyle for other mm-hmm. people and that's cool i think that the way I, and i i think this is why at, you've done so well is because when you are building a product if whether it's digital or physical or anything people need something to connect with something about it needs to be connected because Mm -hmm. if you don't have something outside of the product that brings you in Mm -hmm. then why are you drawn to it so i think that that emotional connection whether it's emotional spiritual whatever is really good and people struggle with that people Mm -hmm. always have something they want to make but like what's what's the draw and the best thing is when you're being authentic because then you don't have to fake the emotion you're doing this because that's how you live yeah so you're just drawing it from yourself and people can see that um i want to ask you said that your life got better when you stopped drinking Mm -hmm. what about your life like what habits did you see changing what routines like maybe yeah. thought process yeah totally i think the f- the first time around when i was like 18 19 it was like making me actually reflect on the things that i needed to work on mm. um in a sober state okay. because i think when you're unhappy it's very easy to go to drugs and alcohol to like postpone the dealing with the unhappy yeah and being sober was like okay you can either deal with this or just be upset forever <laughs> mm. and so it forced me to like do the self-reflection that was necessary which is not very comfortable oftentimes no um but yeah so it was it was really important um that was that was when i got my yoga teacher certification which is really important in my life for a long time um i started my first youtube channel so shout out yes i need to subscribe oh god no i cleaned the internet of that it is so embarrassing i so i was vegan which i still believe that veganism is amazing and i need to incorporate more of it into my life but i was like a an aggressive vegan (laughs) It's like cancelable. Yeah. Like I, I was so like, literally, it was like, if you eat meat, like blah blah, blah mm, like it was bad. And I, I see. it's funny because that was a learning experience of like I didn't make one person go vegan by that <laughs> by that um, yeah. like approach. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. so the same thing is true of sobriety. It's like you know, I don't want to tell anyone how to live their life. I want to lead by example so that like maybe there's a 13 year old out there that's like, oh wait, like these really cool people Mm -hmm. in their 20s don't drink. Like maybe I don't have to. Mm. And I think that's now the approach that I take rather than being like drugs are bad. You know, like I just don't think it's effective. I relate to that in some way, Um, especially when it comes to Christianity and stuff like that is like, I lived a long, like a, a majority of my, I didn't really get into christianity until like maybe a year or two ago Mm. but nobody nobody that was like you shouldn't wear this and you shouldn't do this and blah blah you're Mm -hmm. going to hell nobody made an impact on me that way no so just like living your life and then like people seeing that being an example of like what others want to see that brings more people into whatever you're trying to convince them to be in more than like 
you know yeah but i'm sad that the the youtube channel is gone i would it's, have loved to see that it was like good training for like all of the, the social, social media i have media to do now but yeah. do you listen to podcasts um, so i need to listen to more yeah. honestly all of my time is just working working working, working. Yeah. um but i need to because um i think that it can be such a great knowledge base mm. um and yeah 100 yeah. i i think i literally listen to like an episode like no maybe four episodes a day seriously wow. of like different po- because i just always need something constantly in my ear mm-hmm. that and like i can't work in silence okay so i'm always like having to listen to something in my ear but i asked you that because i was i know that you have a couple podcasts episodes recently with mm-hmm. other podcast hosts and so i was listening to i think i listened to the most recent one but when i typed in your name you have like seven podcast episodes and i was like how am i gonna ask an original question oh my god no you're killing it <laughs> no one's ever asked me what belongs in my kingdom true true <laughs> like, that's true. amazing that's good that's good but i was like that that i was like okay maybe she really loves podcasts or people just be like hitting you up being like let's yeah. have a podcast episode about you it. know i think it's just people i mean people hitting me up yeah um, people that i've gotten connected with through absence and mm. you know for me my biggest thing with absence is like i want to make people aware of it that's yes. like my biggest thing yes, yes, and yes, so yes. if someone is listening to your podcast who's never heard of me and they're like oh wait this is actually kind of sick right and that's amazing yeah and, and there's probably a lot of people in new york city listening to that that are like I want to go to this man. and you yeah. should go because the drinks are <laughs> so good. Thank you. The drinks are so good. I had a, I think I had a spicy martini. Margarita. Spicy margarita. Spicy. It kills it. Yeah. It was. Do you still do those? Oh yeah. Okay. Good, that good. one's <laughs> never left the menu because okay, people good. are like, they come for it. Yes. Yeah. It was that was and um I think a Negroni I had, mm-hmm. but those were very good. And you're thinking like, how do you make not? But they taste just like alcohol it's without trippy. the alcohol. I literally had people be like, are you sure? <laughs> no serious that's how i felt yeah. i'm like this tastes just like a sporty mark without yeah. it um okay i want to know what your morning routine is like Ooh, mm. good one is this my idealized morning routine <laughs> no i know you have those days <laughs> or my shitty morning routine. Uh, either or so lately um do you know cafe lyria you would love no. it so okay. it's a really cute spot in noho and the aesthetics are beautiful. Like I, okay. you should literally go there as soon as possible. Bring your boyfriend. Like okay. art people love it. Like it's, okay, okay. it's really cool. Um, their coffee's amazing, and I just have been really loving getting out of the house in the morning mm. and just going and sitting there and like starting my day with coffee and like yeah. silence, and that's been amazing. Okay. Um, also journaling. So I'm very yes. big into. You, are you into manifestation at all um yes like in the form of prayer but it's okay. kind of the same thing where you're just saying something and yeah. like you just know it'll come yes exactly yeah. so it's very similar i think there's a lot this is a whole other side but there's a lot of overlap in different spiritual practices 100 um just different names so yeah so i'm a big believer in um like the process of scripting where you okay. write out exactly how you want your day Ooh. to go and bringing that into your life oh, and i've never heard of that oh it is very effective <laughs> it's like because even if it doesn't go like that you are prepared and you're thinking through each step of your day so like i go into detail of like the pitches that i'm having or the mm. meetings that i'm having and i'm saying like these are the questions i'm going to ask mm. this is how they're going to respond and like you're just it's basically practice okay and professional athletes do this a lot mm. with um races like they will visualize and go through every step of the race before Mm. they do it because it's mentally preparing their body to do it to go yeah so i really like starting the day with that and then starting with gratitude as well i think really sets the the tone beautiful Um, and then i head to soho house and grind (laughs) (laughs) 
And they're all, they're all hours of the oh, day. Oh, dude, it's so bad. They oh make you gosh. turn your laptops off at six. And I'm like, you guys, oh, really? work is not done at six. <laughs> like, you just move. You just relocate. I go home. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah. Okay, well, that's nice. I, I also like to do um, a lot of journaling. Um, there's this thing that I heard from, like, this sermon I was listening to. And it kind of goes along with scripting where he said that everything that happens is built in your head first mm-hmm. and then out so everything is built twice yeah. if i want to go to the gym I, i'm thinking i'm going to go to the gym before i go to the gym so it's the same way with literally anything yeah but i've never thought of like actually writing down how i want my day to go i think i'm gonna start doing that yeah um when did you start practicing all these and implementing them into your mornings yeah i think it was when i went sober the first time okay i like got obsessed with wellness Mm. like i was like okay alcohol is gone but like we're also getting the healthiest we've ever been so that's when i went vegan i actually was raw vegan for a while meaning you don't eat any cooked food which was (laughs) wild that was too far i did feel (laughs) i did feel amazing energy wise because all you're eating is like vegetables fruit nuts um oh, like there's no wow. processed anything so mm. you do feel amazing like it's very yes, clean yes, yes not sustainable and like yeah. also i value my social life too much like i want to go to eat i want to yeah, explore yeah, like yeah. different cuisines so it wasn't sustainable um but i digress so <laughs> <laughs> that's when uh that's when journaling and all of that started happening and as i had my own health and wellness youtube channel mm. i also started following a lot of other health and wellness mm. youtube channels mm. and they talked a lot about scripting manifestation the power of journaling yeah um just the power of writing things down i think is really yeah really impactful yeah yeah i i 100 agree when moving to new york city did you envision starting anything or were you just moving to kind of live the life that you've wanted and like you know climb up corporate what was your idea for new york hell no <laughs> i was like absolutely not no i was like i'm moving to new york to build oh good my build everything and Did i had you no, know what you were gonna know oh okay and that cool. was i think what kind of tied into the having faith part mm. of like I don't know what I meant to do. I know I meant to do something really cool Mm. and I feel drawn to the city. So I'm just going to do it. I have a job that pays the bills Mm -hmm. and then we'll figure it out. And so Mm. when I first moved to the city, I actually was trying to do regular influencing. Okay. Like, get like paid average whatever yes and um i built like a little bit of following but it wasn't it wasn't my niche i wasn't mm-hmm. that good at it honestly i, I think you're um, doing good on social media now thank you but it's like i'm i like social media when i'm building a brand rather than building yes. myself yourself as the brand it's hard yeah yeah so that didn't work out but it was again a lot of practice and i met a, a lot of really cool people in the city mm-hmm. through doing that um and so yeah so that kind of fizzled out i started focusing more on amazon that work started to pick up and i got to do job at amazon um where i was working a lot (coughs) and so then all the side projects kind of like went away right and then it was when i quit drinking again that i was like i'm bored like there's nothing to Mm. do in new york if you don't drink Mm. everything revolves around alcohol even your like daylight daytime activities yes so i was like i'm gonna throw parties and see what people show up Mm. and i think it was after that first event where i was like this is my thing Mm. like this is this is what i'm gonna quit my job doing wow and i decided and i was like there's no if answer like this is what i'm gonna do and i'm gonna build this company and it's gonna be sick what did you do at amazon i was in advertising sales Mm. so marketing okay nice nice Mm -hmm. nice is that what you went to college for i was a sociology major oh interesting yes (laughs) big pivot yes um i feel like social is good for anyone who's like in college and like doesn't know what to major in major in sociology because it's (laughs) like you can apply it to anything. Like your That's ability true. to understand other humans mm-hmm. can be applied to anything you do. Right. So the first party you're saying, was that August 5th or was mm-hmm. there a first 
That was the very first one. You hadn't thrown any. We did a friends and family tasting okay. at my boyfriend's apartment, um, which was like just close friends. I put together like this feedback sheet on all the drinks. <laughs> And most of it was horrible. Like oh, all no. my friends were like, dude, you can't serve this to the public. Like we love you, but like, please change this. Um, and uh, yeah. And then my friend Garrett, he owns a brand called Goldie's and he invited me to make mocktails out of his product at his launch party. Okay. So that was kind of sick too, just to like test the waters. And then yeah, August 5th and then the rest is history. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Um, how did you like the making of the drinks? Cause that's one yeah. thing I'm very curious about where do you even start in making mocktails did you how did you learn the craft of it and like you said the first ones you did didn't get good feedback Mm -hmm. how do you perfect it how do you know what brands to use in the mocktails like how was that process it was hard at first i literally was me in my apartment like making drinks like i i didn't know bartending history i mean i I, when i used to drink i would like to make cocktails for my friends okay like my house they were not good (laughs) and i think too like i have not that i didn't have respect for this before but i didn't really appreciate the artistry that goes into cocktails okay and so now when everyone is like oh it's 20 dollars for a cocktail in new york i'm like yeah (laughs) <laughs> because that's an artist mm. like that's someone mixology is a real skill yeah. um and so it was a lot of trial and error um and it was a lot of like leaning on the brands and bartenders so mm. my first event was at Cobert coffee uh they're the most incredible team i've mm. ever worked with they are so supportive i mean they helped with things that were way out of their scope they helped me with recipe development promotion um like overall advice like i'm just so grateful yeah. and so that's how the recipe started. Um, from there, I worked with a lot of the brands who sponsor my events on okay. like how they think their product is best showcased. Because mm. it's really important for me to like have your first experience with non-alcoholic products be a positive one. Yes. Um, so I want to make sure the products are displayed correctly. I don't want to put like a gin with something that it shouldn't be, and then someone tries it and is like, "I don't like this product." Mm. Like that's the worst case. So, mm-hmm. leaning on the brands for their expertise, they made the product. Yeah. They know what's up. So. Yeah, I think it's like part me, part my bartenders and part the brands. And then we just collaborate on the menu. Yeah. Do, was it a lot of um, YouTube tutorials or no? <laughs> Honestly, I have a lot of mocktail cookbooks, okay, which I think okay. are really cute. Yeah. So were you making them personally first? Is that why? Mm-hmm. I see. Yes. And I just want to, I mean, I still have a lot of education to do, honestly, on like the art of the cocktail. My mm-hmm. cocktails are still trash, but no, now I, I love, have a team. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and I, uh, I, I think too, one thing that I've learned about like running a business is like lean on the people that know, like yeah, don't try to know true. things that you don't know. Like I will never be like, I don't like numbers. I don't want to do the finances. Mm-hmm. Hire a CFO. Mm-hmm. Like as soon as, like with mocktails, I'm not a mixologist. Hire somebody <laughs> who is, you yes, know? Yes, yes, yes. Um, yeah yeah that's good and i think that like that makes you you're able to harness the skills that you do have mm-hmm. so you're not stretching yourself too thin mm-hmm. because then you're you're gonna get like oh maybe i can't do this because mm-hmm. this isn't working out this isn't working out mm-hmm. but like getting the right people to do those areas yeah that is what keeps it running totally and like it takes a little bit of burden off yourself how did brands um like ritual zero proof Mm -hmm. and i forgot there's another one that i saw in the menu book there's probably a lot but how did how did you pitch this to them and how were were they just like on board even before the first one yeah so i have to take an opportunity to shout out ritual zero proof because i mean but no i mean like it's one thing to have a good product it's yes. another pe- thing to have people behind the product that are like the best people mm. you'll ever meet right. like 
before I even threw my first event, I was making TikToks about it, right? Mm. I was like, I'm throwing a non-alcoholic party, whatever, mm. trying to get people to show up. Mm-hmm. And Tom, who's the national sales director at Ritual, found me on TikTok and was like, what do you need? Oh, and he wow. was like, no questions asked. How can I help you? Mm. How like... I know this is a hard endeavor. Let me help you. So we hopped on a call and he was like, you're going to be huge. Mm. Like he was like, Ooh. he was like, as soon as I, he, it was, I'm so, I was like, uh, I just reflect <laughs> on that conversation. Cause I was like, at the time I didn't know that, but mm. he knew that. Mm. And I was like, I'm just starting to party. And he was like, no, like you're quitting your job. Wow. Like, you're, like, and it was so cool to have someone that I just bet have that level of yes. faith in me. Yes. Yes. And I, I would not be here without ritual zero proof mm. and so it's like so funny to have like that type of loyalty to a brand because <laughs> i'm like at the end of the day they're a, they're a brand but it's not it's a brand made of amazing people yes um and then from them i mean courtney runs their social media she's a genius ahmed like the whole team is amazing um and so yeah so they had reached out to me and then we just established like a very regular cadence i mean mm-hmm. i just text them and i'm like hey like here's what we've got going on um do you want to be involved how can i make sure the product is like front and center people mm-hmm. love it whatever um and i think it's been a really effective partnership for both of us like yeah, i right. get to serve awesome cocktails they get to make sure that new customers are trying their product so mm-hmm. it works out yeah it's symbiotic relationship exactly yes <laughs> it's very important to have people that like see your potential see yeah. you because sometimes we don't even see it in ourselves yeah. and like sometimes you need people to reflect yeah kind of like you know things that you don't see yourself because that's what keeps you going that's what boosted your brand and that's what like gives us the fire like motivation Mm -hmm. like okay maybe i can do this totally in a bit in the grand scheme of things i think quitting your job is the like (laughs) the sickest thing to do it's very scary it's very scary was um how was the decision leading up to it and also there was probably a lot of logistics you know what i mean you have to look at where you are and where you're going and Mm -hmm. can i even do this full time yeah what was the defining point it was probably you know maybe you just looked at your finances and were like oh i can do this Mm -hmm. but what was the defining moment and also were there any fears that you had and also are there fears you still have yes when it comes to doing this full time (laughs) oh my gosh of course every day um i think it got to a point so i was doing both for six months okay maybe almost seven and i i got to a point where i was like i have not seen my friends in months (laughs) i have not gone to yoga in months Mm. like it was you're waking up you're you're doing absence from like seven to nine Mm. you're doing amazon from nine to five or six six to eleven is absence and then all weekend is absence and i'm like i'm killing myself like i'm (laughs) literally like my mental health was so bad mm. and i was like i'm doing this thing that i know i love but like why am i not happy like why mm. am i so miserable and it's like because you're working yourself into the ground like yeah um and so it got to a place where <laughs> i started to get so many inbound opportunities for okay. absence of proof like so many people reaching out and being like can you do my wedding can you do this wow. can you do this and i had to say no and i was like i don't want to say no to money doing the thing i love to say yes to money doing something that i don't love mm. And that was a tipping point of I was like, I'm just going to take the leap. And so I've been full time now for two months or two weeks, rather. Two weeks. Um, And in that two weeks, I've done more than I did in six months. That's crazy. You will. And like whenever people say they're going to quit their job, like you will catch yourself. Mm. You're not going to let yourself not have any money. Right. There's always money to be made. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously be smart and all of that. But if you feel like you've got something go for it Mm, yeah and i think that exactly what you said when you 
kind of don't have that crutch. Because when I was like putting my two weeks in, I'm like, I'm literally taking my safety mm-hmm. blanket away. Yeah. And like when you are in that position, you have you have no choice but to grind. Yeah. Because you're like, okay, I actually don't <laughs> have freaking any rent. Yeah, no, seriously, in New York City, yeah. I will get evicted. <laughs> so <laughs> like, yeah. So you just have to. It's kind of go 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 when you yeah. make that decision. And yeah, are there any fears you still have now, or are they kind of are you kind of just like you is the future is that you're like certain? You know what I mean? I I think I'm gaining the confidence that okay. like. I'm gonna rock this mm. like I, I just I I have my plan and I think when you have a plan and all there's left to do is execute it's a very um I mean there's still a ton of risk and who knows if the plan will go according to plan yeah but there's a sense of security of like no I, I know myself mm. I know how hard I work I yeah. know what I'm capable of so let's do this yeah. you know like I just I don't know it's this like have faith of like this is gonna work yeah um and I have fears of course but I do not spend time on those fears. Mm, they come good. and then I'm like, you can see yourself out because <laughs> I got fine. work to do <laughs> and you have Period. no place here. Yeah. No, that's good. And um, I think that you, you, you kind of will know and people like will say maybe the universe, I will say God, mm-hmm. but you will know if you're on the right path because mm-hmm. everything flows. There's yeah. no resistance. There's no, you're not forcing anything to mm-hmm. happen. Like you're saying, all these inbound opportunities, like, duh, what else mm-hmm. would I be doing, you know? Yeah. That, like, this is what I'm meant to do and you get the signs, like, this is this is all in alignment with who you are and passion, purpose, mm-hmm. and all of that stuff. And you mentioned that you were doing absence and also your full-time job. Mm-hmm. I'm very curious, what does doing absence from seven to nine and then five yeah. to nine or five to evening. What does doing absence look like? What what are you doing? Yeah, so for the, I mean, for the first seven months, it was just me, everything. Yes. So when you think of events, like when I first was like, I'm gonna throw a party. It's like, cool, I'm gonna rent a venue and people are gonna show up. Okay. But there's so much more that goes mm-hmm. into it from the, like, you know how important marketing is. Yes. Like, people are not going to show up unless you make content and make people show up. Like yeah. I didn't have money for paid advertising or anything like that. So yeah. it was all organic social media. So I think like, that's the best way to do it. As yeah. Well. I think it's the way to build community too. Mm-hmm. Um, so th- I mean, you know how long it takes to make a freaking TikTok. Yes, it's like yes. so many hours of social media content, yeah. um, hours of replying to DMS, mm. um, organization with the venue, financial models, mm. making sure I was profitable, coordinating with the brands um and then the the day of event like setting up cleaning up you know all of it yeah it's just crazy it sounds like a lot it's insane it yeah. sounds like I'm, I'm very proud i was very excited to see um your post about going full-time like i'm like i literally met her once and like i take this <laughs> success personally because so i'm like i was there from the start but you were i mean that's <laughs> the thing is like so many people were so congratulatory and yeah. i was amazing and i was like but you did this mm. like if people didn't show up i would not have a business and so it's <laughs> like true. it's the definition of like it takes a village to that's like do true. this is yeah. that like every single person that has come to an absence event i mm-hmm. consider like a part of my business because mm. they're funding my ability to be this full-time yeah, like that, it's, it's directly correlated that is that is very true um what do you where do you see absence in the future i don't know if people yeah. ask you this but it uh, might yeah. be a loaded question i think it changes every day but i try to think like 
we're focused on 2023 right now. So mm, what okay, I want to yes. do in 2023 is expand and bring absence to as many people as possible. Mm. That's the overall theme. Um, I think what that looks like is expanding our pop-ups to other cities. So we've mm-hmm. officially announced Los Angeles and Seattle, which I'm very excited about. Yes, um, several more fun. are soon to come. That's so uh, yeah, follow along for that. But um, the other part of that is our e-commerce platform. So oh, my, right. my background is Amazon. So I like to think I have an understanding of e-com. Um, mm. And... So we have a non-alcoholic e-commerce platform. And what that means is that we can ship non-alcoholic products to anywhere in the States. So if you live in a small town where absence of proof might not be coming, we can still get you the products that you want. Oh, yeah. So yes. focusing on that as well. So that you can make them at home. Exactly. Are you going to be flying to Seattle and Los Heck Angeles? Yes. <laughs> so I got to bring That's the party. Amazing. Yes, yeah. you have to, of course. Yeah. That's cool. Did you... Did you just have um, locations reach out to you from there and was like, come over? Or you were just like, this is something I want to do. It was something I wanted to do. Mm -hmm. I knew that I wanted to expand. I think when you think about the business part of what I'm doing, um, you are your scalability is limited toward the size of the venue. Right. Like it's not like a product where you can ship to a million people a day. Um, And so I was like, okay, cool. Like, how do we scale? How can we be? how can we 10 X the amount of people that we have at an absence of proof event in one night? Mm-hmm. And what I think is that you can do that by going to other cities. Um, so LA I think is a, an easy option one because I lived there and I, I love the city. Mm-hmm. Um, and then two, it's a very health and wellness centric culture. Yes. So I think it, sure. it'll do well. And then Seattle's my hometown. So yeah. I was like, got to bring it home to the fam. No, and, yeah. yeah. Oh, I'm just thinking about how many people, from back home that are just gonna be there and it's like feel it's like so special very gonna be it's gonna be emotional a little bit oh my gosh <laughs> my well i did a podcast yesterday with yeah. a girl who i partied with in my teenage years That's and so we funny. were like holy cow we made it out like mm. it's crazy and like to see that full circle and what's emotional about bringing it back to seattle is that seattle was when i had or where i had my darkest days mm. and it was even now seattle is a little bit triggering for me because yeah. it was like so much bad stuff went down there yeah. But to be able to bring something that I built that I feel like is really good mm. back home is yeah. really, really special. Yeah. And honestly, very like healing for me. 100% because you're going to give yourself a new experience, new yeah. memories of it. Um, that is amazing. And I'm yeah. very happy for you Thanks. and excited. Okay, two more questions. Okay. <laughs> um, so I was listening to a podcast that you were on. I don't know which one exactly, but you talked about... Um, being able to to be able to build what you have built it takes a lot of like quieting the noise Mm -hmm. um and i wanted to go into that and also there's two questions to it because there's something that i learned recently called the resistance Mm. and it's when you have a lot of ideas and a lot of things that you the, the feeling of i am born to do something great like I feel that yeah, all the time. You were, <laughs> yeah. I feel that all the time, and I'm like, it, it has to come from somewhere because not everyone has it. Mm-hmm. So it's in you. You're born. You're, but sometimes it's just like, what is it? Well, like, where is it gonna come from? And I feel like I feel this thing called the resistance a lot. And I talked about it in another episode because I finally was able to put a name towards it where. You have all these things you want to do, but you cannot bring yourself to do it. Mm. Like you feel like stuck or like stopped. And I want to know if there was a point in time where you felt that and how did you like kind of overcome? I don't know how you work. I don't know if you're just like a go getter or have there been times where 
you had to like force yourself to do this and like overcome like maybe the mental block of like is this even possible what even am i doing mm-hmm. yeah it's such a good question and the answer is yes mm. all the time still yeah um there's this concept that i feel like i really resonated with and I, i'm blanking on the author but basically they talk about how everything in life is momentum okay and so whatever path you're on it's like you're going on the freeway and even if you take your your foot off the pedal you're still going to keep going that path and it's going to be really hard for you to route to another path and okay. the car is going to like freak out it's yeah. a whole thing once you're going on that path you're back to 60 miles an hour mm. and so i think about that when you're trying to change your life for the better of like for me i was on this corporate path that's what i was doing whatever whatever i also was on a uh spending habit like i was at a corporate job <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like my lifestyle creep was very real yeah and so that made it harder too because i was like i'm not gonna have any income mm. if i go full-time <laughs> with this like <coughs> you know how does that work so anyway mm. when i first started to take the steps to to reroute my life i felt like everything in my life was saying no mm. like this resistance concept yes. of like it was difficult i in october was when things started to take off with from or with absence but mm. i also wasn't seeing rewards yet like i was spending a lot of money wasn't making a lot of money yeah you know posting on social media didn't have followers mm. like that space yes. and i was like is this worth it whatever in October was when like depression hit. Like mm. I, my mental health has not been that bad in years. Oh wow! And it was like it was like scary bad. And that I think was that um, that momentum shift of mm. like everything is like I don't know how to describe it. Everything. Like- an object in motion stays in motion yes sort of thing exactly and so it was like everything my body was like wait what are you doing mm. like stop doing this this is freaking us out and also you you want to keep yourself safe and yeah. so when you start to do something that feels unsafe or new everything is gonna be like stop doing this mm. like this is not right um and so that was a really really hard month and every single day of that month i had to force myself to mm. to get up and do it and so many times throughout the month i was like i'm quitting this is mm. not it i'm quitting like every single day and i think what saved me is i'd already signed the lease <laughs> for, <laughs> for every friday in october <laughs> and i was like i'm not losing thousands oh on this gosh. month like i am we're doing this yeah. um and thank goodness that was that a I, blessing that's such a blessing yeah but yes, and I think that, that now as I start to expand into other cities, there are similar feelings where I'm like, oh, this is scary. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, and that feeling of like just forcing yourself to show up and doing it when you don't feel like doing it mm-hmm. is really important. And then you will get back to that 60 miles an hour. Yeah. Like now I'm like, oh, this is my job. Like, I love this. We're going everywhere. Like, yeah. Mm, that's thank you for sharing yeah. that seriously, because I feel like we hear about so many self-made people and mm-hmm. like people who are really doing awesome things and you're like i i can't relate to that because mm-hmm. they just they just have they're you see them as something other than yourself like mm-hmm. they're it's unattainable luck or they were just born with insane productivity mm-hmm. or something so then when we get into moments where it's hard to get out of bed it's hard to check things off your to-do list you feel like okay, maybe I'm not made for this because I wasn't, I, I, I'm not able to do anything today. But knowing that, ev- like, people go through things. Mm-hmm. Like, no matter how awesome you think they're doing or what whatever achievements that they've accomplished, like, everyone goes through things. Oh, my God, And yeah. I, um, my boyfriend said something last week that I'm remembering now where he was like, it's funny how if you just are in a, in a group of people and you say it's okay to let it out 
everyone knows what you're talking about mm-hmm. because everyone has something that they want to let out mm-hmm. or like they ha- there's something inside that either whether it's crying or something if you say to someone like it's okay to let it out then they, they relate they connect it with something mm-hmm. because everyone is going through something yeah so you don't have to be like a special alien creature to achieve things no you just have to kind of get up and get going you just have to do it yeah i think that's the biggest thing i've realized is that like the difference between i think successful people and people that are you know have ideas but aren't doing it is Mm. is just doing it Mm. it's not doing it perfectly it's not being born with any special strength it's like they just take action every single day yeah one of the practices that i'm trying to incorporate is i don't talk uh, or i'm trying not to talk about what i'm gonna do until it's, it's done. done okay and then because you also give yourself this at least i do this false sense of accomplishment mm. where if i said to you i'm writing a mocktail book you'd be like oh my god that's <laughs> great congratulations yeah. so cool and i'm like yeah that is pretty cool cool i got the reward yeah but i never actually did anything that's true um and it's also yeah it's also like i think that you should me i'm trying to keep things personal and Mm. private and like i want when i do new stuff that people resonate with i want them to be surprised and excited and i don't want to have been like talking about it for five years Mm. and they're like yeah we know like (laughs) you said you were (laughs) exactly yeah Um, oh interesting yeah. yeah no that that makes a lot of sense and i think one question that comes to mind is how do you um manage your time mm. like what is what is because um, i listen to a lot of like people who are entrepreneurs and they're like oh i do time batching or i do this and it's yeah. like what is what does that look like for you i need to get better about it okay <laughs> that's the short answer um i do really like calendar blocking having nice. separate work times um but right now it's kind of like full send like okay. it's just my life is just still one thing after the ju- other it's just like we're gonna get through today we're gonna get through this okay. um and we are building a team thank goodness finally Good. um who will be we can delegate to but yes. right now it's i am doing mostly everything okay um so i'm excited for that not to be the case no yeah. yeah no that's good and it'll it'll be a relief mm-hmm. um and back to what we were saying before how did you in the space that you were in october complete switch of topics but mm-hmm. how did you get yourself out of that was it just showing up every time you had an event and then maybe slowly wore off or how did you get yourself out of that state for anyone that's like in a funk right now yeah it was hard i think first thing is i'm just so grateful for my partner okay i like didn't want to see anyone and he would like literally show up and be like we're gonna get up today Mm. like we're gonna do this today like checking in on like the most basic things he would be like did you eat like Mm. literally i just felt so cared for and i'm so grateful for him um and then the events i was like it was just kind of like a grin and bear it like it was just you just got to show up and you just got to do this Mm. um and i am grateful for the for having those events during that time because it did force me to get out of the house yeah um and it also forced me to be like this is bad like you need to get your your stuff together so Mm. then i that was when i got back into therapy i started to taking the steps that i knew would help me be better yes and slowly i just you know got to a point where i felt stable again but yeah um it's not a fun time no. for sure. not a good time and if you're going through no. a funk i'm just i'm so sorry and i think that um taking a second to pause and uh, i mean for me nothing is worth more than your mental health because if your mental health isn't there you can't do anything yes 100%. um so no amount of productivity or money is gonna make up for lack of mental health so yeah. that comes first that's good and i'm very happy that you are in this space right now and you like 
are aligned with your purpose. Yes. And you're like, here's, I'm doing this. I'm like, keep going, keep going. And I'm, I'm very excited f- to see where it's going to go because it's, it's out Thanks. of this world. Oh, you're so sweet. Thank and you. no, seriously. And I think that anyone listening, if you want a fun night, fun Come event, through. it's at Absence of Proof on Instagram. Heck yeah. My last question would be, what advice do you have for anyone that is trying to make the switch from having a corporate job to just like pursuing their dreams full time? Yeah, I would say make a a solid um, work backwards plan. Mm. And what that means is like, how much money do you need to live? Mm. And like get very factual about it because I think when you're like, I'm gonna quit my job, it can feel very abstract and scary. Yes. And it's like, okay, no, how much money do you really need? Look at how much you spent in a month, get very factual about it, and then work backwards from, okay, how can I make that much money doing what I love? Mm. And there is always an answer to that, unless what you love is like something super ra- random. <laughs> but even then, I mean, you, there's people like, like my mom's passion is like making Barbie houses. Like she literally loves oh, making, wow. like, like she like knits doll clothes. It's like really cute. Interesting. But there are people making bank doing that. Yeah. So like you can monetize what you love. You mm. just need to really think about it and then my boyfriend told me this he was like don't quit until you have at least three months of making at least half of what you make now Mm, and that was an interesting calculation because one the half of that was more than i needed to live per month which is good with no extras or frills yeah and he was like and it's also important to demonstrate consistency Mm. um because like january for instance it's dry jan like you're gonna make money in the alcohol-free space yes but you know is december is february and um yeah so that's helpful and just get realistic because i think when you get realistic you can actually make a to-do list and just do it yeah Yeah. that's good advice what does your boyfriend do he's in finance okay i was like that sounds (laughs) like a finance he's like so (laughs) practical he's like i mean he would have preferred if i stayed at both forever and i'm like this is not he's just so risk averse and like yes yes. you need those people in your life too yeah because otherwise it'd be like i'm quitting and like yeah sending it all your creative friends like yeah do it with (laughs) no plan whatsoever but sometimes you just you have to yeah and um i think now now that I am full time and he kind of sees the back end and the finances, mm. he's like, okay, cool. Like you're okay. That's so, good. Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for yeah. being on Welcome to the Kingdom. It's been a dream and a long time coming. And I'm, I really love this conversation. Yes, me too. And just like getting to know everything behind the scenes. And I'm sure a lot of people listening took away really some good advice and inspiration motivation out of this so thank you so much for being Mm -hmm. on and thank you for listening where can they find you yeah so absence of proof on instagram is is where we're at we're on tiktok but i don't post super often (laughs) i need to be better about that and then um absenceproof.com or dot shop is where you can buy all of the awesome stuff we sell (laughs) i know this is probably in the works but you're coming out with merch we have merch oh you have merch. it's on the site perfect perfect okay absenceofproof.com Thank you so much for listening and I will see you in my next episode. Thanks for having me. (laughs) Thank you. Bye-bye.